Today's the day. It's official. The pitchers and catchers have reported. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Blue Jays. Thank you for making Locked On Blue Jays your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Well, it's a big day. Pitchers and catchers have reported, are reporting. But before we get into that, there was some huge news just in Canadian in the Canadian sports world. Um, today, or officially yesterday, Jennifer Jones, um, Olympian, Manitoba Curling Hall of Fame, has announced her retirement from women's curling, and she's a supporter of the podcast, so big shout out to her. It was amazing watching her career growing up. Um, hugely inspired, uh, I know, a lot of girls to go into into curling as well, so that was amazing to see. Um, but pitchers and catchers, Carter. Yeah, it just signifies that baseball is coming back. And it just fires me up to beyond belief. Uh, I'm so excited just to get back uh, Jays baseball. Obviously, we get spring training games in 10 days now. So it's just uh, under a week and a half. And it's oh, I'm so excited for this season. Hopefully, we uh, we don't get as disappointed as we do. It seems like every Jays season that's happened in the last few, in the last few years. Yeah, for sure. And, and what's what's going to be awesome as well is that Sportsnet is broadcasting 26 spring training games so not only will we be able to you know it gets us excited for the season we'll be able to start watching baseball almost immediately that was one of my pet peeves from uh, last year actually is that there would always be spring training ga- spring training games on but you can never view them and it was just it's so frustrating so you're like oh baseball's finally back ready to just turn on the game maybe have a few beers and yeah it's only on radio <laughs> and for me i i have to see the players playing just listening to them if uh, like it's just tough to visualize right I, I'm a big radio guy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately for <laughs> yeah. you, yeah, you love the radio. I, I can't say the same. Yeah. Uh, see, I, I want to see like Vladdy launching the ball. In the no, you know, not just sure. like listening to the, the radio guys being like, oh, yeah, it's a huge hit from Vlad. It's just, it's not the same, right? Well, and especially I think baseball is a lot of the eye test, right? Which I find. And I think in spring training, it is cool to see some of these younger guys out there or these not proven guys playing. So, yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, Thank God Sportsnet's uh, able to cover these games. I, I just think it it adds a little bit even more excitement to the start of the season. I know uh, we're already starting to get like fantasy baseball ready. We've uh, I think we've made our league. Uh, we've got 10 guys playing. We'll bring you guys some fantasy baseball news as well. Um, but another sort of interesting thing happened. Was it yesterday or today that uh, Otto Lopez is traded to the Giants? Get this for cash. Yeah, it happened. I believe the transaction for the Blue Jays happened yesterday. Yeah. But uh, I guess uh, the Giants did not want to see Otto Lopez go through the waivers. So they decided to send over some cash from the Toronto Blue Jays. It's rumored that uh, Otto Lopez wanted to play with Jorge Soler, maybe, because Jorge Soler actually signing with the Giants as well. Yeah. So that's two huge moves, you could say. Pretty much equally as impressive for yeah. the Giants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's on the same level for sure. Uh, no, it's. Um, Obviously, he was going to have to go through waivers, so the Jays were going to lose him anyway. So I guess to get 
something for it, I guess, is good. But again, that's money that has zero effect on us whatsoever. And, so it's sort of eh. And probably has zero effect on what the Blue Jays are or aren't going to do for the yeah. rest of the offseason as well. But I, I think it's another Canadian that uh, officially has gone uh, back over the border to the States. So as Canadians, we're a little bit upset about the move, but Otto Lopez just had nowhere to play on this roster. Yeah, I mean, it, it comes to the fact that we were running out of options a little bit of what to do. So to make a move like this is is just something that had to be done. Yeah, you, we, you want to get something for it at the end of the day. You you don't want to let them walk for free and, you know, give somebody the availability to pick them up for nothing. So this is, it, it was what it had to be. Well, and who's going to be more important for the Toronto Blue Jays future? Yariel Rodriguez or Otto Lopez? Exactly. So you got to think about it in terms of that. It's unfortunate to see him go, but at the end of the day, Yoel Rodriguez is going to have, hopefully, more impactful career on the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, you'd think so. Um, there, There is some uh, – I'll, I'll let you guys know what uh, Otto Lopez's stats were from last year in AAA, which I found a little bit interesting. And I now, looking at the stats, it sort of like helps me realize, okay, maybe he wasn't going to be the next coming of Christ. So um, – 84 games played, two home runs, 35 RBI, batting average of 258, and a slugging percentage of 343. So not amazing stats. Um, they're fine, but for Triple A, uh, if if you had to choose between Yario Rodriguez and Otto Lopez, this is just something that had to be done. Oh, and the Jays have a million utility men anyway. Yeah. So Otto Lopez is another one of those guys that can play pretty much anywhere in the infield. So. Uh, can be used, I think, for the Giants. They have uh, some openings there in their infield. And I don't know if he's going to be an everyday starter. Probably not. Hopefully not for the Giants' sake. But uh, at least he'll have a, the opportunity to have a little bit more playing time. Yeah, for sure. Good for him, too. Gets him into the league, probably. So, you know, gets him into probably more games than he would have got with us. Oh, no, for sure he would have gotten more games. But, um, yeah, sort of just interesting. The other sort of interesting thing that popped up um, just – in our realm. Also, we want a big thank you to you guys. The last video about Cody Bellinger was amazingly received. Um, You guys were awesome. We got like tons of subscribers and the views were unbelievable. Likes unbelievable. The comments were great, but over the past like bunch of videos, I guess that we've put out um, and podcast, it was, uh, it was apparent that some people are upset about Whit Merrifield and Matt Chapman. Um, not being a part of this Blue Jays team. And what else I wanted to say was there's some people that think that we're still somehow going to get Merrifield and Dave Schneider. And we want to make this... Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman, sorry. Um, Matt Chapman. Uh, and I want to make it clear that Whit Merrifield, for sure, is gone to the moon. We've sent out our sh- rocket ship and see you later. That guy is on Mars. Um Matt Chapman, it's not for sure that he's not coming back, but at this point, I almost think it's safe to say he's not coming back either. Yeah, and every opportunity you have to bring up David Schneider, you just try Jeez, to sneak him in there. He's just again. on the mind, man. Holy, not going to get past me this time. No, but uh, no. with Matt Chapman, I mean, I think there's a reason again, as we talked about with Cody Bellinger, why this guy has not signed. Another Boris guy, uh, his contract expectation going into this offseason was on $150 million deal over five years, which is $30 million a year, which blows my mind considering the amount of horrible at-bats that we had to endure last season of Matt Chapman. Uh, just quickly going into his... I'll actually I'll let you uh, go over his stats for in totality from last year. Yeah, so last year, I mean, just just to go over Matt Chapman in, in a general sense, he's a, he's a 
all-star, a one-time all-star, four-time gold glove, two-times platinum glove, 140 games played, 17 home runs, 54 RBI, 240 batting average, 424 slugging percentage. Um, As a season, those aren't amazing stats, not worth $30 million a year. But you have some stats which are interesting on sort of his monthly splits. And this is where what we talk about of not of the inconsistency with Matt Chapman's or Cody Bellinger, this is where they start to come into play. No, oh, and obviously it is known that Matt Chapman is one of the best third basemen in the league. But now there is some people starting a narrative that he's just an overpriced glove at this point. And it's tough to kind of go against that with the season he had last season. Um, his April stats were unbelievable. I mean, this guy looked like Christ himself in the batter's box. Uh, AL player of the month. Uh, he hit 384, 38 hits in the month of it is combined March and April, but obviously it's not a lot of games in March, uh, 15 doubles, which put him at the top of the double leaderboards for a significant amount of time. Even going into like July, he was still up there, uh, five home runs, 21 RBIs and an OPS of 1,152, which is insane. But then you go to the rest of the season. And he pretty much hit 205 over the rest of the season. One thing I thought was crazy was that in the second half, he had 38 hits. In the one month of April, he had 38 hits. I don't know if that means that Matt Chapman had the greatest month ever, which, I mean, obviously not the greatest month ever, but a great month, unbelievable, say the least. And then just horrible for the rest of the year. Uh, Second half, OPS of 63, 15 RBIs which he had 15 doubles in the month of April. So, I mean, another stat that's just crazy. I mean, a great, obviously a great month, but you need consistency from this guy for more than a month of the season. Yeah, exactly. Like, we, we, we've talked about this to almost the death at this point, but Matt Chapman is so streaky. When he's really good, he's really good. But when he's bad, it's, it's tough to watch, and he's bad for long stretches. So... It's, it's when we talk about this team of, you know, trying to get hot at the right time. Instead of trying to get hot at the right time, we have to try to play average baseball for a long time. Instead of bad baseball, great baseball. Bad baseball, great baseball. So I think this move of not reing up with Matt Chapman maybe tries to start some of that. Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm surprised just going into it that the Jays offered him a $20 million contract and he decided to decline that qualifying offer. And exactly, I think that is the reason why he hasn't been signed. He wants so much money for a guy that is not producing offensively. And as Toronto Blue Jays fans, we have all the defense in the world. We don't need any more defense. We need somebody to hit the ball. Hit the ball, hit it far, hit it hard, and consistently. Obviously, the MLB, just baseball in general, is a game of hot and cold streaks. People are going to get hot and cold throughout the year. Yeah, Throughout the year. Wow, it's another one. I don't know. It's it's a late night, late night podcast, and uh, my voice is not holding up too well. Um, where, hey, where was it? Anyway? It's exam period. You're going through a lot. Give yeah, yourself I'll, a little gonna, break. I'll, I'll put it up to stress, I guess. That's what it is, yeah. But uh, as, as Jays fans, like I said, we don't need any more defense. And I think you signed IKF for the reason to take over Matt Chapman's spot. I mean, I don't know why you sign IKF if you're not going to play him at third base. You have... Santiago Espinal who can play third base. Kevin Biggio you can throw at third base. Justin Turner's another signing that you can throw at third base. There is a ton of options, and I do just do not want to see Matt Chapman miss middle middle fastballs for the entirety of the season while he's not going to be hitting. Yeah, I, I agree. It's I mean 
it's what we talked about again. It's we 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 go over this and go over this because you know people keep asking us and commenting. We should get Matt Chapman back. We should get Matt Chapman back. Matt Chapman's not coming back to the Blue Jays. Let's let's be let's just be honest with ourselves at this point. Well, do we do we even want Matt Chapman on the Blue Jays? Don't get, I, I don't. Don't personally. don't get me wrong. He's a fine player, great glove, but we have great defense. So if if we don't spend that twenty million on Matt Chapman to, and then taking up an extra roster spot. And, and then what's IKF doing? Realistically, then why in the world did we sign IKF to just throw him to the wolves if we get Matt Chapman back? They're, uh, they're both not good hitters. So why don't we pay a ton less for a guy that's maybe not as quite as good as at the at defense as Matt Chapman? And they both can't hit. So what, like, what are we talking about here? Like, well, IKF is still a good fielder. It's like, that's yeah. not taking anything away from him. Obviously, it's tough to be Matt Chapman. But it's just a guy that would be a black hole at the bottom of this lineup. At least with IKF, you have the ability to take him out, put him back in. It's only a $7.5 million deal. Whereas Matt Chapman would be taking up money that possibly could go to other positions of need, like a fourth outfielder or maybe some more pitching. I mean, we've been talking about it at the start of the the season that, I mean, the Blue Jays, all they love is pitching, clearly. But they say you can never have enough pitching, right? So just money that could go literally anywhere else. I do not want to see go to Matt Chapman. Yeah. And you know what? I think we've, we've hammered on Matt Chapman, I think over so many podcasts and, and not giving him grief. We've, we've given him his praise as well. Um, but the guy that we haven't talked a, a ginormous amount about is Whit Merrifield. I think uh, we're going to try to like dive really deep into him and, and the reasons why he's not coming back either right away. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Like I said, I'm still trying to bounce back from my Super Bowl losses. A ton of them. Not one winner. So now I'm trying to build that back up. And I think the way I can do that is with some NBA and NHL bets. Hey, and then the MLB is right around the corner. You're going to be able to get on that soon. That's right. Spring training baseball, be able to dump some into there. It's just going to be... That, that is bold, though. Spring training baseball bets. Hey, you have fun. You never know it. what's going to happen. That's right. But you know what? I, I'm, I'm happy to do it. It you know keeps me into... Maybe I'll throw it on some other MLB teams. Like maybe, you know, if the Pirates play... Um, I don't know, the Rockies, maybe I'll throw a couple bucks just so I like can actually watch that game. Without wanting to tear your eyes out. Yeah. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. So, like I said, we don't overly talk about Whit Merrifield a ton, but for some reason, we keep getting comments saying, why don't we just bring Whit Merrifield back? Why don't we just keep bringing Whit Merrifield back? And I'm let's, I, I'm sort of here today a little bit to put this to rest. Yeah, I, in my mind, I think the reason we didn't even bring up Whit Merrifield on this podcast is because, in my mind, he was never coming back to the Blue Jays. I mean, they declined his $18 million option, which I would have as well. Uh, for a 35-year-old Whit Merrifield, for a team that has a bunch of guys in the system that they want to give more playing time, I just don't think that he would be worth $18 million whatsoever. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, excuse me. Um, he's a three-time All-Star. He played 145 games last year, 11 home runs, 67 RBI, 26 stolen bases, 
uh, a 272 batting average, a 382 slugging. So again, numbers that just don't jump off the page. He he got hot. He was hot at some points, and and then again, he was terrible. Uh, I think do you have the splits for match or for uh, Whit Merrifield as well? Yeah, I got the full monthlies actually for uh, Whit Merrifield here. So in March and April, he had 75 at bats. He hit 320. So again, great start of the season. 24 hits, zero home runs. I mean, it's not going to hit for power. 10 RBIs and OPS of 790. In May, he was a little bit worse, 267, 28 hits, two home runs, 11 RBIs, 668 OPS. Then in June, he hit 280, uh, zero home runs again, nine RBIs, OPS of 689. And July was kind of the month of Whit Merrifield. This is where we saw him get hot and at a time that we needed him to get hot because there was nobody on this Blue Jays roster that was producing. So in July, he hit 356 with 32 hits, seven home runs, which for Whit Merrifield was crazy, 20 RBIs, and an OPS of 997. And after July, it's almost like this guy fell off a cliff. He was horrible in August and September and October. He hit 232 in August, 26 hits, an OPS of 580. September, October, it was 181, 13 hits, nine RBIs, and an OPS of 472. So I, I guess I just kind of dumped a ton of stats on you guys. But pretty much in sum, Whip Merrifield, with how old he is and with the team needs at this point, there was no reason to throw a bit money at this guy. When you have Davis Schneider, when you have Elvis Martinez in the system, when you have IKF, Kevin Biggio, Justin Turner now, there's so many guys that can play the exact same way as Whip Merrifield. Why would we pay this guy even more than $10 million to come back? Yeah, exactly. And, and that's not taking, again, not taking anything away from Whit Merrifield. He did what we asked of him last year. It just comes down to the fact that we have guys that can do, like you said, we can, that can do the same thing and possibly hit better. So, and, and maybe not better. Maybe that's the wrong word. Uh, hit more consistently. Like we saw, I, you know, I still think we, we talk about David Schneider all the time, but I think that guy still needs to get a, a, a decent shot of pl- continuous playing time is the is, I guess the words I should say um, because there is a lot of guys that can come out here and can hit the ball and can feel maybe you know Whit Merrifield's a great fielder but is he worth 18 million dollars no not even close well even with this fielding last year I thought that just from the eye test it got significantly worse throughout the season uh, at second base he looked okay but in when we put him out in left and right field he did not look good at all and not look comfortable maybe that is because we were watching Kevin Kiermeyer and Dalton Varshow kind of roam around out there and then you had Whit Merrifield so tough guys to compare to but just with Whit Merrifield like the, the amount of money you have to pay this guy to keep him on the team with all the other options is just ridiculous and this isn't we're not trying to just hate on Whit Merrifield because we got him for literal pennies yeah in that trade so, and he came in and looked great right off the bat. Obviously, uh, John Schneider wasn't playing him every single day and he wasn't used to that. So he kind of struggled. But throughout the first half of the season, he looked really good. It's just with this team and their direction they're going, I don't think they want to get older and keep players that probably have more potential like David Schneider on the bench when they could be flourishing in the, in the MLB. Yeah. And, and I'm like, like we've said, I'm, I'm actually like a pretty huge Whit Merrifield fan. I've, I've loved Whit Merrifield pretty much his whole career. Um, so we're not trying to take anything away from him, but we're, we're just trying to explain a little bit, I guess, why we won't be seeing him back. And so we can sort of put some of these comments to rest as well. Cause you know, you guys ask us questions sometimes and I, we feel the need instead of, if we get 10 comments saying, Hey, why is Whit Merrifield not back on the blue Jays? Or we should just go and get Whit Merrifield back. 
it, you know, it, it, we have this outlet, so we might as well, instead of answering every one of you, like everybody individually, we can come on here and be like, Hey, here's the reasons why, <laughs> you know? So yeah, it's, it, it's, it's interesting in the sense of it was possible to get both those guys back. But as and as sometimes as fans, we we have preferences over which players we like. But I think as you look at, at it overall, these guys just weren't a fit anymore. Well, and I just want to phrase it like this. If you bring Matt Chapman and Whit Merrifield back, how does this lineup really change? Exactly. I mean, you have Justin Turner, I guess, in the lineup. But you're probably going to get the same offensive production from last season, which was not good at all. And that is the biggest thing that the Blue Jays needed. Before it was defense, defense, defense. Now we can't hit the baseball. So we need guys that are going to go out there and hit for power, hit home runs. And that is something that Matt Chapman and Whit Merrifield just weren't doing at all last season. Yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm with you. And I hope that that sort of clears it up for, for everybody asking about Matt Chapman and Whit Merrifield. Uh, we, we're sort of going to leave it there. There's not a, like it, It's not like these guys are making moves. They're, they're not going anywhere right now. So it's, it's, it's not like they're terrible baseball players. No, That's 100%. 100%. It's just, for one, they're, they're, we know they're not coming back to the Blue Jays. And, and secondly, we, don't, we haven't even really heard a ton of rumblings of where these guys are going to end up. There's been a couple, but nothing, nothing you know, for sure or anything. So there's not a ton to talk about with these guys. And, and we don't want to lead you guys on the path of saying that these guys are going to come back to the Blue Jays or have a chance to come back to the Blue Jays when that's not in the cards at all. So we just want to let you guys know as well that the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs are slowly approaching here. So Carter, what should they go do? They should tune in to our Locked On 24-7 streaming channel. Obviously, there's the NBA and NHL, like Braden said. There's also the MLB coming up. There's college sports always going on. And you can tune in at any time that you want. So if you want to go look at it at 1 p.m., 1 a.m., you're maybe you're a late night owl or you're an early riser, whatever time that you want to digest your sports content. Just go to the 24-7 Locked On streaming channel on YouTube and subscribe. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. GameTime is fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and the best price guaranteed, GameTime takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I know that when we went uh, back to the Jets game a couple months ago, uh, the Winnipeg Jets game, three, uh, three of my buddies and I, we went down there and bought uh, bought the tickets through game time. It was awesome. We got to see we're four rows right from the glass. Amazing price. Like there's no way we could have got those kind of tickets on any other site. Game time is just the best for that. Well, and with the MLB season coming on, you guys should use game time to get your Blue Jays season tickets or just uh, regular season tickets, wherever you want to go. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of good games the Blue Jays are going to be playing. Dodgers are coming to town. There's a lot of good series that uh, you guys should take advantage of. Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All prices shown show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Going, uh, coming in here, we we have we had sort of a, a little bit of an interesting, 
I don't even want to say interesting. It's not interesting. It's terrible. Um, I couldn't believe it, actually, when you uh, brought it up to my attention. So this page on Instagram, I'm not sure if they're uh, – I think they're just the Instagram oh, account. Fan page. Fan yeah. page. Um, sort of brought to our attention an interesting statistic. The last time a Blue Jays player hit a home run with at least one runner on base was September 1st by Danny Jansen. What was that uh, that fan page that you got that from? That was Toronto Sports with a Z. Oh, well, yeah. Good for them yeah. for uh, Great making stat. us aware of that stat. Great stat. Wow. Terrible, it's isn't it? September 1st. Oof. Like, that is a good month and a half of the season that the Blue Jays could not hit a home run with anyone on base, which is insane. And just it shows about their their clutch hitting and they're just hitting with runners in scoring position throughout the entire season. Uh, up until about the start of August, they were 26th in the league with runners in scoring position. For a team that was like fifth in the league, I believe it was, in wins, being that low with runners in scoring position, it was so frustrating to watch this baseball team, especially with guys like Kevin Gosman, Chris Bassett, Jose Brios going out there and giving you six plus like scoreless innings, or maybe it was only like one earned run given up. But if there was one earned run given up, you're like, we're probably not going to win this game. Yeah. it's it's so funny the amount of times that we've talked about like oh this has been a great pitching performance but yet we still think like you said we're gonna lose this ball game I, like i remember time sitting on the couch being like we don't look like we have a clue of where the baseball is that's how bad our hitting was and and the worst part was is we'd finally get a runner on second base and then you know vlad would come up to the plate and be like, okay here it is two run shot come on strikeout or if runner on first, Vlad comes up, double play. The amount of times either Vladdy, George Springer, or Matt Chapman came up with runners in scoring position, it seemed like with Vladdy and George Springer, it was a double play ball every single time. Yeah. For Vladdy, it was just a rollover to the shortstop or third baseman. George Springer just loved to hit the ball to the pitcher to start double plays. Yeah. And then Matt Chapman wouldn't even try to put the ball in play. He would just swing and miss no, Matt every Cha- single time. Matt Chapman would close his eyes and hope that the pitch was exactly where he'd be swinging. That's what it would be. Looks like Clark from the bench warmer yeah, yeah. sometimes. Like, oh, it was actually just ridiculous. Uh, and that is something that the Jays need to improve on if they want to have success this uh, upcoming season. I know for a fact Kevin Gosman was probably not happy with a lot of his uh, pitching outings. Obviously not from his performance, but just from the lack of run support that the Blue Jays were giving him throughout the entire season. Yeah, that's why Like when we look at statistics, and uh, I know for all of you fantasy baseball players out there, the uh, the uh, what is it? Quality start analytic, right? Is so interesting to look at, especially when it comes to Blue Jays pitching, because it it shows you how many times the Blue Jays have had quality starts and then still went and lost that game somehow. It's it's actually mind blowing. So this season, I would look for that to change. So if you are uh, a fantasy baseball player, look for those uh, look for those Blue Jays pitchers because uh, like Kevin Gosman's going to be huge. Chris Bassett, even. Even Kikuchi, if if you're looking for like probably like a, it would probably like end up being like a bench uh, starting pitcher. Those quality starts and those uh, wins, I think this year are going to really really help out your squad. Hey, some people might even want to take a shot on a guy like Alec Manoa. Maybe. There you I go, mean, low risk. You probably yeah. get him in the later rounds. I think that would be uh, interesting for sure to look into. We'll we'll do a, a whole fantasy breakdown episode coming up as well, probably before the season, before our draft, preferably. So, you know, I have a clue what's going on. No, for sure. I think uh, one thing I do want to bring up as well, uh, I just don't know if, I don't know if this is like a bad take or maybe an uncommon take, but 
I would much rather watch a team like we had in 2021 just hit a million home runs and then possibly just blow the game uh, in the seventh or eighth inning. Because at least at that point, like the game is interesting throughout the entirety of it. Because like, oh, the Jays could score four runs this inning or they might give up four runs this inning. With the Blue Jays games in 2023, it was like we're down two nothing in the third inning. You might as well just turn off the TV because we're yeah. not we're not winning. There's, no. there's no way we're going to score three runs and come I, back and win this game. I know for a fact there was some days where I'm watching on the couch and I was like, it's the sixth inning and it's a one run game, and I'm like, I'm I'm struggling to keep my eyes open to watch this game. Like that's how bad it was getting. Well, in the playoffs, just when uh, Royce oh. Lewis, the Jays killer, apparently hit that uh, two run home run in game one, I'm like, the game's already over. There's no point even watching anymore. And obviously there wasn't because we scored a one run in that entire series. So one thing that we can just hope for is for the Jays to just hit the baseball this upcoming season. And I think that is something that everyone as Jays fans can hope for. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. You know what, guys? Again, we want to thank you guys so much for uh, the support we got on the last couple videos, especially the episode with Caitlin McGrath and then the Cody Bellinger episode is unbelievable. Um, so hopefully we can keep that rolling. Uh, you know, we got some cool things coming sort of down the pipeline. Um, but I do want to throw it again to you because the, you know, I think, I think we'll be on this 24 seven streaming channel, won't we? Yeah. Coming up, uh, with, uh, the start of the MLB season, almost at our hands here, we're going to be o- going over division predictions, maybe some MVP candidates, uh, coming up, uh, for the MLB season. So if you guys want to tune into that, go to the Locked On 24-7 streaming channel. Again, you can tune in whenever you guys like. If you want to tune in at 11 a.m., 11 p.m., obviously we might not be on there at those times, but you should be able to fast forward or go backwards to see when we'll be on there. So just go to Locked On Sports today at on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever 24-7 streaming channel. And not only should you guys subscribe to that channel, you should more so probably subscribe to us because our – subscriber to non-subscriber ratio is just insane we, like people like the people watching our videos are like 75 percent not subscribed so it's like well you know if you're going to be listening to us anyway throw us a sub make us happy you know so we don't have to come on here and you know say hey you guys should subscribe every time and we're getting like a bunch of nerds to, we're getting close to our goal of a thousand subscribers we're hoping to hit that before spring training starts we're about 30 away, I think, at the time we're recording this. It maybe yeah. went up, maybe went down. Hopefully it went up, yeah. With you guys, you guys have been crazy supportive with uh, the subscribers and the views and the, all the likes, comments, everything is always appreciated. Uh, thank you guys for watching, and we will see you guys tomorrow.